for some good news. And what a week for good news it was. Because yes, without question, we are all going through an incredibly trying time. Do they say what happens in between? He says some talk about heaven and watching from up above. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy. This year's finally almost over Shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley making the best of it. <laughs> exactly. You're look I'm looking forward towards the end and you're just like, let's just be let's look back at the year and see what was best, right? Yeah, so, some people are still keeping their eyes toward the end so we can get to the finish line. I'm already like turned around running backwards like, oh god. <laughs> um I'm actually just excited about the vaccines, man. Man, I tell you what, me too. Um, because uh, hospital workers get them first, and don't worry, guys, I still am gonna stay the hell away from y'all. But um, I'm I'm like one of the first people in the country to get it, and I'm super excited. So right, there's that. Um, you came up with this year, or I'm sorry, not this year, but this week. No, this year was not my idea. <laughs> Mitchell, I blame you so much for this. Um, no, uh, you came up with this week's theme, which is the 2020 Jams. How'd you come up with that? Well, I know uh, Lum asked me a few weeks ago about some of my favorite 2020 records that came out this year. And I know Justin Wright has been uh, putting together some some 2020 playlists as well and kind of posting them on Facebook and that kind of thing. So I figure as we enter into December, now is a good time. There's still going to be a couple more little singles that drop here and there throughout the month. But for the most part, every every submission that we're getting is going to, you know, be out by now. So I figure, you know, now's a good time to go ahead and do the recap on 2020, hear all the good jams, and, and give us something good to think about. Well, and I, I know you have Spotify, right? Yes. So do you have, like, your 2020 wrap-up thing? I do. Have you posted it yet? Because, you know, if you haven't posted it, it doesn't right, count. Yeah. yeah, no, I did not post mine, but, uh, yes, I, I have been scrolling through it and listening to it, and it's, of course, you know, it's raw data. It's got all my favorite songs on there. <laughs> Well, what is your favorite song that you brought this week? All right, so I'm going to start us off with a band called Nothing and their song Famine Asylum.
yeah, Nothing's one of my favorite bands ever. Some call them shoegaze, some call them noise rock. Uh, but they've got a lot of slower, more moody songs that feel more dream poppy or just like depressed indie rock. Uh, I admittedly wasn't quite as impressed with this last record, uh, but this one called The Great Dismal, which dropped about a month ago, is definitely a fine return to form. Uh, sort of combining all those different elements that I love about their band and putting it all into this cohesive record that flows really well. It uh, definitely hits all the depressive, alienating, emotional beats of 2020, but also manages to capture some of that triumph and tenacity that we've seen in 2020 as well. So I think it's a perfect start to the 2020 episode. So... I started listening to this, and I think that this means that I've actually started learning things. Um, <laughs> I When I started listening, I generally don't read your notes before I listen. And so I was like, is, is this shoegaze? <laughs> and then I read it, and I was like, well, it sounds like it could be shoegaze. So I was pretty happy about it. I just, yeah, absolutely. It counts. Yeah, I just really like this kind of fuzzy wall thing that they have that's going on. And like I guess all those genres that you mentioned – have that fuzzy wall thing yes, going on. exactly. Yeah. And there's this, like, at the very beginning, there's this very cool electric guitar drop thingy that they do where, like, all the sound drops into this one guitar stream. And, I, I don't know, it happens at the beginning. It's really cool. I'm pretty sure they do that in a bunch of, like, Linkin Park stuff. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's good. Um, the lyrics add this, like, lovely, sleepy texture to this, like, very dynamic instrumental journey. And I have no idea what the lyrics say, but I found them very enjoyable. Yes. So this week, I actually... <laughs> I'll explain it later, but I brought Kay the Aquanaut and Kitz Willman's Ancient Fish. Last week, I'm pretty sure when I couldn't figure out what I was like trying to find, uh, I sent you just a random song from this album that randomly showed up and I could not shoehorn into last week's episode. I'm absolutely fascinated by this album, which is tackling, it seems like through a lot of metaphor and descriptive foggy lyrics this year. The, it's about the quarantine, the uprisings, the fight for normalcy. It's just super D- DIY and it's super angry, but like it's a really great art show in my ears and there's layers and it's like the feelings of the year. I don't know. I just I just don't want to be the only person to see this. And every single time I come to one of these songs, I'm like the first person to watch like the song on YouTube. Right. You managed to, to work the algorithm pretty well most of the time, <laughs> which is good and impressive. 
Um, I suppose the first thing to point out that this is a, a Canadian duo, uh, which is a rarity in hip-hop as far as I know. I can only think of a handful of Canadian rappers that get much respect here in the States, so it definitely stands out in that regard, and that's also one of my favorite things about the hip-hop style is how diverse the aesthetic can be. You know, there's old-school hip-hop with, like, the standard break beats and, you know, trap and gangster rap and all that, like, heavy and hard shit, but then you have people like this dude using that more chill, jazzy sound in their beats and using a lot more singing and melody, uh, you know, a, a lot more than uh, than the mo- modern hip-hop does, at least. And, you know, that may not be what a lot of folks even want out of their hip-hop, but I'm definitely into it. And I just love the idea that rhythmic verse can be applied to so many different styles and, like, sonic atmospheres, just, like, so sneaky and diverse. And that's just so great about hip-hop music. You know, you can just put it over the top of any sort of, you know, atmosphere any sort of musical (laughs) space and make it work but doesn't this like whole album seem so fucking cathartic it's great yeah definitely so i listened to one or two other songs uh after this one and yeah they're all really good i'd I'd have to listen to the whole record i know i don't know how i like worked the algorithm to find something with absolutely no views or likes but i love it so much um our ear buddies they, I get like they dove headfirst into music this year because, well, what else are we going to dive headfirst into? Because we can't do mosh pit pits. Right. Um, our first ear buddy this week is Jacques, who brings Mint Mile Amberline. says the new mint mile is another contender for my favorite album of the year this is tim midyet x of silkworm and bottomless pit and currently of sun o along with members of songs ohio and trey orsi i love it so much Jacques, you really just are starting to wine together all of like earbuds and earworms into like your personal playlist because i know so many of these bands because of Jacques bringing them yep uh, Jacques and Lum and yeah, like everybody bringing these. So it's like that sentence actually made sense. Um, I know I'm always reminiscing about sitting on front porches with friends. And this makes me feel that it's like hazy, blurry, some type of discussion that's probably very deep. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I- I'm so stoked that Jacques brought this to my attention because I had forgotten about Silkworm. Uh, Jacques had brought them to the podcast a couple years ago, and I was super into that Silkworm track. It's like a, a really eclectic song in its own right, like drawn from classic rock and grunge and doom metal to make this sort of triumphant monolith of a jam. Uh, and this song and this project is just completely different from that, and it's certainly completely you know the opposite of a band like Sun, but... 
I just love musicians that that don't pigeonhole themselves. You know, I'm a I'm a very eclectic person myself. I love pop music and I love black metal and I love 90s hip hop, but I also love 90s country. And you know, the music that I write tends to be a sort of mishmash of all those disparate influences. And I I like to sort of wear that eclecticism on my sleeve. And so someone like Tim Midyet who who does the same thing on a much larger, much more profound scale by you know putting out a silkworm record and then playing with sun and then putting out this mint mile record which seems to draw from influences like david uh david bowie and neil young and slow dive and sonic youth and it's just like all over the place without feeling forced or contrived and you can tell that this sort of genre bending comes naturally and that sort of thing just appeals to someone like me especially well because i just i just really love having your influences all on your sleeve and just drawing from everywhere, you know, the old Bruce Lee, take what works for you and throw away what doesn't, you know. I think that it's really comes from like a love of music in general, the ability sure. to like capture all these things. Like there's there's really genuine care that's going into it and I love it. Our next ear buddy slash ear buddies is uh, Courtney and then I'm going to go ahead and give an honorific to Craig and Mitchell for bringing the Deftones arms. We're surrounded by point out that Mitchell submitted this originally uh, it says submitted in proxy for anonymous benefactor and then we have Courtney who says was literally about to post this the new all them witches is absolutely amazing also it's hard to choose a favorite track from it and then there's Craig who's like well there goes my submission so Mitchell you stole it from Courtney and Craig so what do you technically our anonymous benefactor stole it from <laughs> Craig, but okay I didn't know. I'm just going by what I see. Um, yeah, sure. So from what I understand, this is more shoegazy, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Or I don't know, like, because, you know, some people want to argue that Deftones isn't shoegaze. Uh, I will admit it makes me hear Smashing Pumpkins. I think it might be the vocals. Not sure. Now, this song is also, like, really special because you tossed it in the thread and everybody was like, this was my idea. And I just I just like the idea of that happening and also that I want to know why this album is so special for this year. Yeah, I knew that this would be a, a popular answer among a lot of our listeners, uh, even though the Deftones have been pretty consistent about releasing new music every three or four years. Their records are always really highly anticipated. Uh, I think part of it is that their records are all so different. So I think in some cases, people who didn't like the last album very much will like check in on the new album, and usually the band will have shifted or changed or like revisited an old sound in a new way. So they maintain a pretty wide swath of listeners by changing it up on every album. 
um, you know, those Smashing Pumpkins influences you hear are definitely part of that shoegazy influence that gets brought up. Uh, certainly Smashing Pumpkins kind of developed their own eclectic niche, uh, but Billy Corgan's sound was definitely heavily influenced by shoegaze bands too, so it kind of all goes back to My Bloody Valentine and Swerve Driver and a lot of that moody, heavy, melodic music from the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, I definitely agree with all the assessments that this is their strongest record in a while. Uh, there are a couple of songs to enjoy on each album, but this one is just like song for song, maybe the most consistent album that they've put out in the last decade or so. So I definitely, uh, I thought this was a great pick. Good for them to put out an album in 2020, though. I'm proud of them. Yeah, <laughs> I, they definitely have brought a lot of joy to a lot of people by doing so. I'm glad they did. Uh, Lum brings another band that just brought a lot of joy to this year for me. He brought Run the Jewels featuring Greg Nice and DJ Premier's Ooh La La. First of all, fuck the fucking law. We is fucking raw. Stay ta-ta. Oysters on the half jail. Switch your ball. Life a bitch and the pussy feet. Still fuck the raw. I'm a dog. I'm a dirty dog. Ha 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 ha. Oh, dirty bastard. Go in your jaw. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. Got the simmy in the hemi. Go and gimme, gimme, y'all. Pugilistic, my linguistics. RJ Ruder damage, y'all. And I rap it. Pornographic. Be set up the camera. I got you covered, I'm busting. My brother's a runner, he crushing, it's no discussion. I used to be munchkin, I wasn't supposed to be nothing. Y'all fuckers corrupted, I up to something disgusting. My pockets are plumper this season, I love the couple. I'm afraid of nothing but nothing, this ain't it something. Lum says 2020 has been as great for new music as is, as it has been terrible for pretty much everything else. I could do the thing that Mitchell expects me to and just list out all the great hardcore and punk records that have moved me this year. But I can't. The reason why is Run the Jewels 4. Every single track on the record is a banger. And this one right here is my favorite. The beat from JP, uh, DJ Premier is as good as they come. And L and Mike bring the bars in a way that moves me like no hip-hop since the 90s. If you listen to this track and are not trying to bust a move, there may be no hope for you. So here's my song of 2020. We have discovered that I love RTJ so much. And like four is currently my favorite album right now to skate to. It's very much about fucking shit up and they have some great rhythms that I can work with. And I'm not even like a great dance skater at all. I just really like dancing to them. Uh, just listen to the whole album and then check out the Holy Kalamavote performance on YouTube. I know like the whole vote thing's over, but they did this whole like Kalamavote thing just it's if you're gonna watch a live performance it might as well be that one yeah uh at this point who doesn't love run the jewels you know these these dudes are just masters of their style lp's production's always been some of my favorite uh he's got a very characteristic style and, and sound that's like very warm very crisp uh usually easily recognizable whenever you hear a beat that he made and the way that he and killer mike just trade off when they rap is just so powerful with so much 
swagger. Uh, it's unlike anything else in the rap world right now. And, and not only are they clever lyricists, they're also incredibly intelligent and well-read. And so they lay out these profound ideas and observations. The otherwise might only encounter, you know, reading a bunch of academic literature, but they somehow condense it into four devastating lines. Uh, just one of the best things to ever happen to hip hop, easily one of the best records of the year. Um, and also wanted to add that, uh, in my research, I found that when they released this single, Ooh La La, they also <laughs> released a, a strain of marijuana at the same time, also <laughs> called Ooh La La. So Run the Jewels uh, dropped a, a strain of weed alongside this album. Oh, I, in, in no way is that shocking in, in any right, manner. Yeah. That's so perfect for them. Yeah, um, for sure. Our next ear buddy is Ben, who brings Little Dragons Another Lover. I'm wearing your simply says a favorite from this year i just really truly enjoyed the aesthetic that catch uh, that catches ben's ear because of how much i love ben's music he like he will always bring something that i know that i will love because it's got similar like things that he's inspired by um this is ethereal sense it's just super soulful and while there's this like amazing steady beat just clipping along there's something just velvety going along lyrically it's just it's straight up sexy that's what this album is or this song is it's perfect yeah it's definitely very very sexy very sultry uh with the smooth keyboards and like the twinkly sparkly synthesizers that steady pump and beat to keep you moving and grooving but it's also just so lush and atmospheric that it's it it makes a sort of complex interaction between the dancey groovy r&b and and the spacey electro jams uh, I think Ben has shown me this band before, but I, I reckon it didn't stick. But I'm definitely adding this album to my playlist now because really feeling that aesthetic right now. Uh, you know, I've seen that they've been putting out records since 2007, just like sitting on six studio records, and also did collaborations with Gorillas, DJ Shadow, Flying Lotus, several others. So I definitely got a lot of catching up to do. But this definitely hit me, you know, in that sweet spot today. So I definitely want to. I'm, I'm hooked now. I'm definitely going to dig in. How much more cred do you have to have to have like DJ Shadow on there? I'm just gonna right, say, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. If, if DJ Shadow is, is, you know, that's that's such a high watermark if if DJ Shadow is collaborating with you because that means not only are you a good band or, or artist, but also you've probably put in a lot of time into your own production value, and so your music sounds good. And so he's like, I'm gonna help you and, and steal all your music and make it sound good. <laughs> well, it's also like Run the Jewels did a thing with DJ Shadow. Just saying. Right, yeah. Don't speak. Um, Kayla is our next ear buddy, and she brings Pendulum's Driver. 
and she said, <laughs> I love how she wrote this. She said, this song is fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. I can actually use it to help wake me up along with instead of coffee. I fell back in love with Pendulum with the two songs that are released this year and the free concert. Was just what I needed. Hoping I get to see them soon. It's like three crossed fingers. Okay. I legit thought Kayla was going to bring a musical number because she loves musicals. And she just bops on here and like is raving. That's it. Like she's just like hardcore raving here. Part of this show is pushing ourselves in stuff we don't feel completely comfortable with. And this is a whole new experience for me, you know, past like that one night nurse song. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, I have been up for hours and hours. And actually, we're recording the day after this. But I was it was like two in the morning when I finally listened to this. And I was like trying to like stay awake and I was wiping my eyes and everything. And this song woke me the hell up. So Kayla is like legit on there with the waking up. There's so many transitions that allow like a moment to breathe and rest and then like, whoop, you're back on there. I'm always impressed by bass drops and this actually super reminds me of Run Lola Run. Also, I'm very awake at this point. Yeah, this is definitely helping me uh, wake up this morning. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not the expert on electronic music, but I definitely went through a drum and bass phase in my early 20s. Uh, Pendulum was definitely a constant during that time. I don't think that they've put out a new album in something like 10 years, although I think they've continued to play shows in that meantime. But these are the first new singles that they've released since like 2011, I think. So wow. it's a pretty big deal. Uh, and like I said, they were kind of a mainstay in the drum and bass scene that I was, you know, listening to for a while. But I think especially over the years, they kind of incorporated a lot more popular elements, kind of following the trends a little. So this song definitely has a, a pretty clear dubstep influence to it, which is fine. But I'm definitely a much bigger fan of the D&B side of things. Um, one of the more interesting things I found out about Pendulum these days, though, uh, is and it's something that kind of makes me want to keep up with any new work that they put out is that they actually play with a live drummer now, a guy named KJ Salka, who I discovered on YouTube back in those drum and bass days. Just an incredibly talented drummer, and he uses live drums and pads and triggers and a laptop to make live drum and bass music where he's like actually playing and cueing everything in real time. It's really insane to watch him do it by himself, so I can imagine the experience of his style mixed with Pendulum. Definitely want to see that live. So... You brought the band, the, um, like, last week. What was the band you brought? Oh, man, I don't remember what I brought. What, what was the theme last week? Uh, it was Linkin Park, is what I'm calling it. But New oh. Metal? Was it oh, New Metal wait. last week? No, that was two weeks ago, okay. New Metal. But, uh, yeah. But, so, remember how you were really disappointed in that, like, band for not being able to pull it off? Yes, yes, exactly. I believe Pendulum could pull it off. Yeah, I think they've got the got the goods. Yes, they do. Um, our last ear buddy this week is Yeshua, who brought sweeping promises, hunger for a way out.
I've been wearing this one out. Sounds like it stumbled right out of 1983 in the best way. All I have to say is girl rock and whatever that deep synthy thing is, is something I'm so here for. I want to dance around my dining room table or continuing mastering my crazy legs on roller skates to this all day, every day. It's absolutely perfect. And 1983 now sounds like a good time to live. <laughs> Definitely so. Uh, I love the the dancey post-punk with like the weird atonal moments. Makes things upbeat and fun, but also keeps it really weird sounding. Uh, you know, most dance music relies on that four on the floor dance drum beat to make you want to move. Uh, but this band and a lot of post-punk actually, you know, even going back to like Joy Division and beyond, they use those heavy driving bass lines to do the bulk of the work holding down that dancey rhythm. Uh, and somehow it works perfectly, though. You know, I listened to to more of this album on Bandcamp, and the whole time I was just like bobbing my head and shimmying my shoulders in my computer chair while I'm typing and researching. So, <laughs> you know, definitely a laid back weirdo party type vibe, which you know, totally going to get some play over the next few months. So I actually sometime I just need to like observe you actually doing like your research version of this because oh, I know it'd be you, hilarious to watch <laughs> I know you'd be appalled by mine which is like leaning in closer to the screen multiple times oh. <laughs> and it'd just be like is this what am I listening to um but yeah I want to see you like bobbing and dancing hey some yeah, exactly I'm just like dancing and and <laughs> you know frantically googling see that's what it is someday I, I guess like months and months I don't know when it'll be eventually we'll get to like record together again and it'll be right. amazing yeah um so, we've come to the end of the show. If you want to tweet at us your amazing 2020 wrap-up song, you can tweet at us. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Willite, and the show is at Andy Pod. You can always join the conversation, Earbuds and Earworms podcast group, and you can always voicemail us at... 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show, andypod at gmail.com, which I got to tell you this week mostly was like scammers trying to scam. I don't know what happened. All Ugly. I know, uh, dude, I, I don't know what I did, but apparently andypod <laughs> just got out there and started spreading their email. Sorry. Um, you can always check out the show, andypod.com, part of the 10710 Network. What's our final song this week? I'm going to leave us with Dan Deacon and his song, Sat by a Tree. Uh, I've had such a fondness and attachment to Dan Deacon this whole year, uh, partially because of this record, which is called Mystic Familiar. I know ear buddy Justin Wright was also right alongside me, really loving it when this record came out. Uh, a couple of years ago, I discovered and became obsessed with Dan Deacon, especially his previous album, Gliss Riffer, uh, which came out in 2015. So then whenever this follow-up dropped in January of this year, I was just super stoked, highly anticipating it. And when it dropped, I just instantly fell in love with it. Uh, and then after hearing this album for all of January and February, I actually got to go see Dan Deacon play live at Basement East in Nashville on March 1st, which was just this transcendent experience, one of the best live shows I've ever seen in my life. And then the next day after the show, Basement East got hit by a tornado, had to shut down. And then about that same time, COVID numbers kept climbing, shutting everything down. So this just incredible spiritual experience that I had at the Dan Deacon show was my last live music experience before the shutdown. So I've just been clinging to his music and the memory of that night like a security blanket through this nightmare of a year. So, yeah, hopefully I can pass some of that joy and contentment on to you as we end this week on Dan Deacon and his song, Sat by a Tree.
as long as you're getting some sort of signal that you can utilize. 